We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 407, here at News Talk, A3LWCCO. Let's go outdoors. Uh, we're closing in on the end of the ice fishing season. Steve Carney joins us, as always. Steve, how you been? I'm doing great, Steve. I'm in my happy place right now. It's uh, jigging over my ice hole. It's about 32 degrees. It's gorgeous, and I'm loving it after this tough week of 20 below, and it's just great to be out. It's just a beautiful day. Yeah, and Steve, you brought up uh, the milder weather, and it looks like we're going to get a stable, mild pattern here for the coming week, and that should be very good news. That's really good news, Steve. I've been checking it, too, and it's a good six to eight days out where things look very stable. Temperatures are going to be upper 20s, low 30s. I mean, that's awesome, and I think, you know, the next week is just going to be great. Walleye season is going to end here fairly soon in a week or two, but the panfish, you know, they're open all year, and that's just going to get better as we get into February and as we've talked about over the years, the more stable the weather, you know, the better we do. Steve Carney joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, Steve, nothing draws a crowd like a crowd, and uh, especially on busier lakes, uh, you, you find a spot and they're catching fish, uh, people are going to gather, aren't they? Yeah, you know, Steve, this is a weekend, you know, everybody saw this weather coming, and this is where what we call the community spots on a lot of lakes really attract a lot of attention. And I, I, you know, I tell people it's a good place to start. You know, when you go in on those areas and there's a bunch of houses there, there's traffic coming and going, people have generators going and snowmobiles and coming and going, it can be kind of chaotic, and those fish just won't put up with that, but... What what they do is they push fish off those areas farther around those clusters of houses. 
So I tell people it's a good place to start. Go a couple hundred yards, you know, away from the houses and get to the outside, and you'll be able to pick off a lot of those fish that have been pushed off those areas from the traffic. But I wouldn't die on that type of spot. I would start there. And, you know, now with all the snow we have in Lakes Country in northern Minnesota, there's only so many places you can go by vehicle. And, you know, a lot of those clusters have roads plowed out there, so it kind of draws a crowd anyway just because it's convenient. But it's certainly a place to start. And also a lot of those people leave those community spots by about dark. And a lot of those fish will move in really late in the evening, 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. So that's something to think about, too. When everybody's gone, those fish will come back. So it's very much like in the summer. They, they just don't like activity and noise, and, you know, they adapt accordingly. And, Steve, with, with this stable weather, a lot of people are going to be out and about. But uh, as the temps warm, as that sun angle continues to rise, uh, ice conditions uh, are going to go south in a hurry. So get at it now while uh, we, we, we've got a good week because we never know if this warming trend continues, it, it could be really, really difficult in short order. Well, you know, Steve, the metro area has been plagued with really bad ice all winter, a lot of slush and water, and it's been really a tough go. And in northern Minnesota and northwest where I am, it's it's really ideal conditions. We've got a ton of snow, of course, but, you know, a ton of ice. And I don't see this weather the next 8 to 10 days being severe enough to really change anything. Um, we're actually making ice, you know, still, which is hard to believe. But, you know, it depends where you go in the state. I mean, it varies throughout the state. But uh, northern Minnesota and northwest, it looks really good and the only thing that would change it if we all of a sudden, you know, plunge into 40s, 45, 50 degrees, yep. that could be a problem. But, you know, 20s, we're fine. 30, 31, we're fine. So it looks good, really, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, good stuff, prime time. Steve, where are you going to be in the coming week? Are you going to stay close to home or are you going to venture a little further out? Oh, I got a road trip coming, Steve. I'm taking uh-huh. Big Stone Travis this week. I got a go somewhere different and get into a different locale and you know they're doing really well on perch down there and they're traveling through that area on vehicles they don't have as much snow on the ice down there and the conditions are really perfect down there and you're looking at 40s down there this week so i do feel a road trip coming up here so you go down to big stone and travers on the minnesota south dakota border i know that's one of your favorite spots early in the open water season as well so you know, it won't be long. Open water, you 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 on the border waters. Well, yeah, you know, you just don't know. Um, usually I can get out to the Missouri River at the end of next month, and then Traverse and Big Stone is after that. But Big Stone is actually an awesome, you know, winter ice fishing destination just because of the perch, the big bluegills, and the crappies. But then in the summer, I prefer Traverse uh, much more so. But, um, you know, that's my comfort zone. I know it very well, but... It's a beautiful place to fish, and it's got, you know, great opportunities for so many different species. But, uh, yeah, I feel it coming, Steve. i got to go. All right, Steve. Uh, good to visit with you. All right. Nice to talk to you, Steve. Have a great rest of the weekend. All right. There he is, Steve Carney, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. Joining us here, as always, he's, he's talked outdoors, fishing, hunting, uh, here on News Talk 830 WCCO for years. And oh, by the way, our outdoors coverage continues tomorrow afternoon. An abbreviated show, Rob Jury's Sign Outdoor News. 
between 5 and 5.30. Then our Timberwolves coverage starts at 5.30. Timberwolves back at it. The Denver Nuggets will be in town. And Timberwolves had a tough night last night. There there was a brawl. Uh, three players were ejected for the Timberwolves, and ultimately they lost to the Orlando Magic. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Some of the other sports headlines. Tom Brady retires again. And much, much more here on News Talk. E3O-WCCO. It's a final at Ritter. Ohio State beat Minnesota 5-1 to in a big women's hockey showdown. They split the weekend series. The Gophers won 4-2 on Friday. Ohio State 24-3-2. Minnesota 23-3-2 on the season. Golden Gopher men are idle. The Wild idle. They're back at it. In Arizona, as a matter of fact, uh, they play Monday at 8 o'clock our time in Tempe. Timberwolves idle today. Uh, they take on the Nuggets tomorrow night. Much more on the Timberwolves that brawl last night. That saw Austin Rivers uh, ejected. Uh, two Orlando Magic players were ejected. And it, it's one of those things where it, it happened away from the place, so you didn't see it initially on television. People in the building probably noticed it. Uh, Mark Fry had some audio of Alan Horton calling the start of this brawl. And a lot of people got involved, security got involved, coaches from both teams. It was broken up fairly quickly. Uh, this is something you know they don't tolerate in MLB. They don't tolerate in the NBA. They don't tolerate in the NFL. But still in the NHL, players can fight on the ice. I, I've never understood that. I Once upon a time, maybe it was part of the entertainment and expanding into non-traditional hockey markets. But, you know, the NBA, zero tolerance. Immediate ejections of the two Magic players, Mo Bamba, uh, being one of them, Austin Rivers. I think they were the primary. I, I think Jalen Suggs was, if I remember, Josh was was ejected for Orlando, and yeah. then two Timberwolves. The other two I can't remember. Um, I I could bring up the game story, but my point being is zero tolerance for that. You know, punches are thrown in the NFL, you get ejected. Punches are thrown in Major League Baseball. You're ejected, likely suspended. Same thing true in the NBA. And I, I guess I still don't understand why it's allowed, why players are allowed to fight and aren't immediately ejected and suspended for the next game. I I, I don't understand that part. Yeah, looking at looking at the sheet right here, looks like obviously you mentioned Rivers, McDaniel's, Torian Prince were ejected. Yeah, Torian Prince. Trying to was, find yeah. the uh, trying to find anybody else that might have been thrown out of the game, but no, no, it was three for the Timberwolves and two for the Magic. Yeah, and I and I think Suggs was the other player along with Mo Bamba. Yeah, I'm trying to get confirmation on that. I know they it says here that they were not available for comment after the game. Shocking. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was because he was pretty much right there on the onset of it. Yeah, it it was just really an unusual circumstance last night. And, by the way, uh, following the news and weather at 5, a couple of great guests, and then at 535, Chris Hine, 
will join us from the Timberwolves. So we'll we'll get into more uh, about the Timberwolves and where they stand. But yeah, five five players were ejected. Happened late in the third quarter. Uh, Timberwolves furious comeback in the fourth came up short, and yeah, it, it was uh, Austin Rivers for the Timberwolves, Orlando's Mo Bamba uh, that sparked that scrum. Uh, Rivers, McDaniel's Prince, and then uh, Bamba and Suggs for Orlando. Yeah. So I, I do have uh, that that right. Looks and, and looks like, like I say, it looks like he was getting chirped by uh, by Bamba on the bench. Sure. So yeah, that 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 was kind of he basically went down there to just say, hey, keep it respectful, and that's when you know <laughs> Bamba took exception to that. So uh, yeah, sure and, and like I say, we we don't know what had transpired or what was said earlier in the game or what led to it. But it just it just strikes me on NHL All Star Weekend while they're in the break and uh, the All Stars having fun down in Florida that 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 sort of stuff in some way shape or form is still tolerated in the NHL. You can have a fight on the ice. It, it's a terrible look, and and you know Adam Silver and and the NBA are just horrified when when they see that sort of stuff, and I think. The NBA is unique, and we, we brought this up in sport before. The NBA is unique because the fans are so close to the action. Major League Baseball, now most of the fans are behind a, a, a safety net, and they're relatively far from the field to play. And rightfully so, they put up a net to protect the fans. In the NHL, the fans are separated from the ice by a pretty high wall of glass. I mean, it's it's hard to get access to to the ice, to the field to play, and and rightfully so with the flying pucks and the danger injury, uh, et cetera. And then in the NFL, there's fans are separated from the action. You have more and more stadiums with suites down on the field, close to the end zone, some of the luxury seating in close. But it's not like the NBA. And I think any time you have these gigantic human beings. In the NBA, brawling, the the worry has to be that that could spill into the seats next to the floor, and in in something like that, a fan could be seriously injured or get involved in the melee. So it was interesting to me, not so much that, that Rivers and Bamba got into it and other players jumped in, but how quickly... Other coaches and security, and I know some of the Timberwolves security team and law enforcement were quickly on the floor to break this up because the worry does have to be that fans in some way, shape, or form form could inadvertently get involved or be injured in a melee like that. And that's got to be a worst-case scenario. And... I, I know they've moved the, the media seating at Target Center a little bit, but the media is still pretty close to the action. But but for a long time, the, the media sat very, very close to the Timberwolves bench. I mean, the, the front row of media row, you, you could almost reach out and touch those guys on the end of the Timberwolves bench on the corner of the floor. The, the proximity was was extraordinary. But you see all those fans that are sitting right near the benches or right behind the bench area. The the proximity of the spectators to the action 
in the NBA is unlike anything else in sports. It's 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 really crazy. You know, the the people who sit on the floor, I mean, you're right there. And and these are are gigantic human beings flying around on the floor. It it's amazing. I, I've never sat in the front row seats, but even being in that media area near the Timberwolves bench has been enough. It it's incredible. Uh, and I know why people pay top dollar because it is quite an experience. There's there's nothing like being right there at an NBA game. It looks extraordinary. Oh, it is. It's 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 incredible. And I and it's one of those things. And it and that that's why seeing sports in person, uh, whether it's an NBA game or an NHL game or or Major League Baseball or or NFL or or whatever you're into, is is actually going to the event. Motorsports is a lot like that. When I went to my first NASCAR race in Phoenix, you know, and I I've been watching NASCAR on television for a while, and I'm, I'm still a fan of the sport and. Look forward to the clash tomorrow at the Coliseum out in L.A. Um, that's interesting. They they build a little racetrack on the floor of the L.A. Coliseum, and they'll do it for the second year in a row uh, tomorrow. And I think Fox has a show. And that's kind of the new kickoff to the NASCAR season leading up to the Daytona 500 later this month. But back to the Phoenix story, I'd seen it on TV, and then I got to it. And Phoenix is a short track. And I got there, and I was in town for four days. So I got to see practice, and then I got to see a trucks race, and then what is now the Xfinity Series, and and then Cup on Sunday. And it was incredible to see it in person. Wow, they are going really fast. And when you see a, a pit stop, you know, in real time with your own eyes, not on TV. It's like this car flew into the pit, got a full tank of fuel and four tires, and they're, I mean, it's really crazy to see it happen in person. And I think the NBA experience, and that that's why people love NBA and are willing to pay top dollar because you are so close. But that's what made the incident last night so scary it was right down on the baseline and all of a sudden people start throwing punches or start throwing people around and all of a sudden you know these guys are flying into the fans or or a fan gets enraged and pops into the mix that's when it gets really scary so um we'll, we'll we'll certainly talk more about that uh about an hour from now with chris hine of uh, the Star Tribune, Timberwolves back at it, and it looks like they will be shorthanded. We know about Cat and Jordan McLaughlin out with injuries, but uh, due to uh, the ejections last night, Timberwolves figure to be uh, shorthanded going into the game with the Denver Nuggets tomorrow night. Our coverage begins at 5.30 and the tip just after 6 o'clock here at News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. There is another item I want to get to, and this is a really a sad story involving the Minnesota Twins. And we learned about this on Friday afternoon, late in the day. Patrick Royce, longtime writer with the Star Tribune, that was the first tweet I saw. Twins president Dave St. Peter and then uh, Dustin Morris of the Twins sent out the official release. But uh, uh, the Twins lost... uh, 
Vikings president, player personnel, Mike Radcliffe, and passed away on Friday at the age of 66 in Kansas City after a courageous three-year-plus battle with cancer. Um, And Mike Radcliffe did so much. One of the, the quotes in the release from the Twins, uh, the Minnesota Twins today more in the laws, Mike Radcliffe. Mike was the heart and soul of our scouting department for over 30 years. A man who was beloved and respected by staff, players, fellow scouts, agents, and his peers alike. One of baseball's most revered talent evaluators. His character, work ethic, kindness, and sense of humor set the tone for our player development and evaluation processes. His baseball legacy lives on in the number of Twins Hall of Famers, All-Stars, and great teams that bear his fingerprints, while his impact as a person will be forever felt by those who knew him. In the words of his trade, Mike was the epitome of a five-tool player, and he will be greatly missed across Twins territory. Our deepest sympathies are with his wife Sherry, son Brett, daughter Aaron, and the entire Radcliffe family during this difficult time. So, 36 years uh, with the Twins. Mike Radcliffe uh, passed away after a three-plus year battle with cancer. It is 4.30 here at News Talk, E3O-WCCO. The Chinese balloon is down in the Atlantic, east of the Carolinas. Recovery efforts underway, and we'll hear much more. Our next update due at 5 o'clock from CBS News. Uh, there's action over at the U tonight, Golden Gold for men's basketball. Uh, they uh, take on uh, Maryland tonight, and it has been a rough stretch for the Golden Gold for men's basketball team. Andy Greeter covers for the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Andy, I hope you're doing well. I'm good, Steve. How are you? Yeah, good. Good to visit with you. And some tough games here for the Gophers. Wow. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they've lost six straight. They just lost by 35 points at Rutgers, included in the six-game stretch. They've scored the fewest points in the game in 72 years. It's been very bleak for this Gopher men's basketball team. So it's it's hard to, to spin it in a different way. I think what's interesting about this team is the fact that you know it's Ben Johnson's second year and there's still a lot of opportunity in him being able to get his feet underneath him but uh, you know it's been a it's been a tough stretch and uh, I don't think it's going to get any easier against a good Maryland team tonight at the park yeah and Andy the the injuries on top of it that there's some experience but a lot of young kids in this lineup night in and night out and it's just there, there are going to be times like this when you're kind of building a program from scratch because we did yeah. talk about it. When when Ben Johnson took over this program, just about everybody left. I mean, they, they were literally starting yeah. over to get players in here. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is year two of that type of yep. situation. And you have Dawson Garcia, who's clearly their best player, their most dynamic player, their leading scorer, their leading rebounder, and he's been out for – most of this downstretch for the Gopher men's basketball team, and he's questionable tonight. 
with a bone bruise in his right foot. And when you lose your best player on any college basketball team, it's going to be tough. And when you lose two guys that are going to be rotational type players and maybe even starters and Parker Fox and Isaiah Enan, um, that's difficult for any rebuilding team. And you have Brayden Carrington, who's a young freshman who plays you know, in a smart, dynamic type of way, in a winning way, after winning a state championship at Park Center, yeah. it's difficult to, you know, have those that type of load of injuries and absences on top of everything else. So I think it's, you know, I talked to Ben yesterday, and, you know, we talked about, you know, you know, he understands that fans want to win, and it's difficult to be in this spot, but, you know, it's his you know, year two of a, of a rebuild, right? And as we talked last week, you know, last week was kind of the competitive type rebuild where he brought in a lot of transfers and, you know, rebuilt on the fly with guys that knew how to play that were smart and heady and could keep themselves in a lot of games. And now it's kind of down to the studs type of rebuild. And you have a lot of freshmen that are contributing, and then you have all of the injuries on top of it, and there's just not a lot of wiggle room. There's not a lot of opportunities to find ways to to be competitive at times when you have so much turnover and so many injuries that it's just it's just a difficult dynamic but I think when you look at Ben Johnson and how he handles things I think it's really interesting because there's a a way that he goes about it where it's not trying to harp on the the negative things it's trying to find the constructive criticisms and I think that's key and I think when you look at the recruiting class and where they want to go with things, I think that's also instrumental in in how he wants to build it and, and kind of where his team is going to go. I think it's difficult when you have a year where you are competitive in a lot of games and then it takes a step back to realize that it's part of a bigger type of focus. Um, but I think Gopher fans need to have that when you look at this program. And, Andy, it, it also gets back to that point. If you're going to build it with your recruits, it is going to take right. time because there are a lot of programs living on the transfer portal where it's just like we know people are going to come and go and we're going to go out we're going to mine the transfer portal. And then there's the name image likeness money uh, that is, is flowing into a lot of programs. So a lot has changed in college hoops in the last half a dozen years. I mean, it's a completely new landscape yeah no doubt i think you need to you know recruit and understand what you're about and and get guys that are about the right things about improving as players improving as young men and realizing that the name image and likeness opportunity is to be able to profit on who you are as a you know notable public figure in college basketball comes when you're on campus and i think that's what's difficult with where the college landscape is because you have a lot of people that are throwing money around that are to people that are not on campuses yet, which is still against NCAA rules. When you look at NCAA enforcement, that doesn't bear out with where things are at in the last couple of years. I think what's, what's key with this Gopher Benz basketball team is there is money in NIL. It's just not something that is available at the start. Right. I think there's some things that are out there that 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 you can't, you know, have it early on and you have it when you're there. And I think there are opportunities when you're there to be able to name image and likeness profit off of who you are. 
Yeah, and I, I think about uh, a kid who I saw play a lot uh, doing cable TV and, and webcasts up here in the northern suburbs was Braden Carrington. Uh, terrific player, great young man, uh, and yeah. I, I think he's someone who comes into his own uh, could could definitely benefit from, from a good run at the University of Minnesota, for example. But it takes patience. And my sense is right now there isn't a lot of that in the big-time college sports yeah. landscape. Yeah, I think it's it's difficult when you get to a point in the season where you don't have a lot to play for in that current year. And are you looking at the bigger picture of, of who these players can be going forward? Or are you apathetic to who they are currently? And I think that's really where a program can hinge, right? Are you able to to have a fan base that can look at the big picture versus at the everyday kind of landscape? I think what's interesting is, you know, you have a guy like Brayden Carrington who has opportunities locally, and it's yep. are there opportunities to be able to match who Braden is as a player, as a prospect, versus having business opportunities out there for him, right? Are there other companies that are willing to, to step up? Are there individuals that are willing to back him? And that's really where the landscape is, is hinged right now is, are there those type of opportunities out there for these players to be able to incentivize them to, to stay and, and to want to be a part of the program? Yeah, boy, it, it is a lot to manage. Once upon a time, it was just about finding the right player, but now finding and, and retaining the right players and being able to weather the storm. So tonight it's Maryland at the barn, Saturday night there. Uh, Andy, another big part of your beat right now, keeping an eye on Minnesota United FC as they continue training uh, for a 23 campaign that is coming up quickly. Yeah, for sure. They uh, just finished three preseason games in Orlando and are back home for about a week, and then they'll have three more preseason games in California, and then the season's going to start in FC Dallas in you know just about three weeks' time. Wow. Yeah, and any news on the player front? I know there, there were con- some concerns about uh, Reynoso and, and what's going on there. Any news on that front? Yeah, no. Um, it's kind of status quo, which I think makes a lot of fans concerned about where things are at with Minnesota United when you have your best player who has remained in Argentina for going on four weeks without having arrived at training camp. You know, he's he's a holdout at this point. Um, there are financial things that are at play with him being away, and there are legal things with him being away in Argentina. It's a very complex situation with what he has to deal with in Argentina, given the, the potential you know, trial that he has on his hands. So it's, it's a difficult situation when you have your best player on any team. Let's take Anthony Edwards. Sure. Let's take Kirill Kaprizov and you take them out of the situation and you look at the rest of the roster and you're like, oh, no, what else is here? And that's where Minnesota United is right now because they don't have their best player and they're unsure of why he's away. They're waiting for him to come. They're trying to be open about his absence, um, but he hasn't been here, and that's hanging over this team right now. And, Andy, I mean, is it – Agents involved, uh, management with with the loons, et cetera. I mean, is is there any timeline? Yeah. I know we we talk about that. Another yeah. star player 
Carl Anthony Towns a timeline for his return. Right. I suppose with Rene Oso, yeah. same thing, timeline for his return. Yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of open-ended at this point. I think they're waiting to see if he's willing to come. I think there's there's nothing that's binding him to stay in Argentina legally, given his his trial that's facing him. He can come to Minnesota. Um, there are rumors that other clubs want him. There's uncertainty on if he wants to go to another club, if there's a transfer that could be happening. You know, the club is hopeful that he comes and is a part of this team next year. I think we're at a point in the conversation that we don't really know exactly what's happening. And I think that's, you know, the kind of longing is is the worst situation to be in. The unknown is the worst spot to be in. And I think we're kind of in that kind of waiting zone. You know, I think they're hopeful that he comes and potentially he does come, but at this point, we're still kind of waiting and, and looking to see if that does happen. All right, Andy. Well, appreciate your coverage of uh, the Gophers and the Loons in the Pioneer Press online at uh, TwinCities.com. Uh, have a good night at the barn. We look forward to your coverage in the paper tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right. There he is, Andy Greeter. Uh, joining us here on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. By the way, the Golden Gopher women, they have a tough one. They've had a tough year. Uh, they're on the road at Illinois tomorrow. 12 minutes now in front of 5 here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Timberwolves idle tonight. They get the Denver Nuggets tomorrow. Our coverage begins at 5.30, tip just after 6. But we're not done with sports coverage on a Sunday for sure. We get started with the huddle, Pete and Jerry and Dave Schwartz between 10 and noon. Always a lot of great guests and chatter to get you set for a huge sports day. And then uh, the Timberwolves late. Uh, Rob Dreesline, Outdoor News, between 5 and 5.30, an abbreviated show tomorrow. And then our pregame show with Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves and Nuggets. And much more on the Timberwolves coming up. Uh, following the weather at 5.30, Chris Hine will join from the Star Tribune. Uh, bad weather at Pebble Beach today, and as a result, the, the PGA Tours AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am suspended due to inclement weather. It was cloudy and windy. It, it was still cool. I, I, it's a public course, and I'd love to get there. It, it's definitely on my sports bucket list. It's super expensive to play Pebble Beach. I guess you got to stay at the resort and get ready to drop several thousand dollars on the experience is what I've heard. But it sure would be cool to play Pebble Beach. And, and you don't need to be invited. No membership required. You just need to get out your wallet. Kind of like the old course, St. Andrews, Scotland, you got to fly over there and you got to get a tee time, but I, I sure would love to be able to play. Because a lot of the great courses you see on television, uh, mere mortals won't be able to play there. Uh, members only, so to speak. But uh, Peter Malnati is your leader at 12 under par. Never heard of him. Uh, 150 in the FedEx Cup at the moment. He is leading on, on the PGA Tour. Uh Still early in his third round through 12 holes, so he just made the turn. Joseph Bramlett, 
Keith Mitchell, two back. Hank Libiota, Kurt Kitayama, a sit three up the lead. So not a lot of household names way up on that leaderboard. Uh, Victor Hovland, pretty big name, four off the lead. Um, other than that, not a lot of star power on the leaderboard at Pebble Beach. And that's got to be the concern with the new structure on the PGA Tour. As they combat live, uh, the upstart tour that has grabbed a lot of big stars. Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, among others, have gone over to live. It's it's founded by the royal family of Saudi Arabia. Um, so So they've lost some star power there. And then the PGA Tour put more emphasis on certain events and bigger purses on certain events. And I'm not saying there aren't big names playing at Pebble Beach, but uh, they're not very high. Jordan Spieth, for example, uh, made the cut, but he's three over in his round today at one under par. Uh, Some other names did not make the cut, but like I say, up and down this leaderboard, not a ton of star power at Pebble Beach. And once upon a time, this was one of the marquee events on the regular tour any given year. Now, they had a great field at Torrey Pines last week. Next week, they go to Scottsdale uh, for the PGA Tour that, the, the WM Open. And then they head to Riviera in Los Angeles, and I would assume that would have a pretty good field. Uh, at the Riv. So you're up to date on what's going on in the world of golf. By the way, uh, final three-on-three game of the NHL All-Star game. The Central is in that championship game involving Kirill Kaprizov, but I checked late first period in that one. Uh, They were down 2-0. And then the Wild returned to action in Arizona on Monday night against the Arizona Coyotes at 8, and then they'll be in Dallas on Wednesday. That'll be a TNT game. Uh, on Wednesday against the Stars down in Big D. Uh, Pro Bowl festivities this weekend, and uh, the countdown to the Super Bowl is underway. This is kind of the calm before the storm. Teams get in early in the week, and then you really let the hype begin, and it'll be Kansas City and Philadelphia out in Glendale, Arizona. And I I brought it up to Josh Wheeler, the producer off the air, during the show today. I just want a good game. You know, I I really haven't had a pure rooting interest in a Super Bowl since the 70s when the Vikings last made uh, a Super Bowl. I'm just always looking for a good game. And I think this could be a very good Super Bowl game, Josh. Yeah, I think this will be one of the best we've had in a while. Uh, I know Chiefs 49ers kind of comes to mind as one of the last ones we had. That was... uh, very probably almost end, as I'm anticipated as this one, but uh, this one should be good. As you mentioned, that Chiefs defense, they I mean they they come to play, but also the Eagles. I feel like have just I don't know something about the Eagles speaks more well-rounded team to me for uh, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. They 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 haven't Jalen Hurts has been spectacular, but they are a very well-rounded. They are a rock-solid football team. A lot of people don't want to root for the Eagles because of the fans and this and that. But they are outstanding, and with Jalen Hurts, they are a phenomenal football team. Really, the thing it comes down to me is how 
healthy will Patrick Mahomes be? He, he sure was a gamer in the AFC championship game in the win over the Cincinnati Bengals. And, and if he gains some more health, uh, could be a very entertaining Super Bowl one week from tomorrow out in Arizona. So all I want is a good game. We'll get the news and weather next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.